Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. everybody, welcome to Slamfire Radio, episode 444, 444, for February 24th, lots of fours, 2022. I'm your host, Kelly. I am another host, Kyle. And I'm another host, Mo. Hello, everybody. Hello. It's been a long time Hi. since I've seen you. Yeah, yeah. a couple weeks. Yeah, it's been a busy, it's been crazy busy. How about you guys? You been busy? Yeah. Yeah. My keyword, there, my keyword there was crazy. I think I'm officially um, survival. So survival. <laughs> if you've met me before, you probably would agree with that. So, yeah. anyways, yeah. but it's been busy. So I love the fact that I was able to come on tonight uh, and talk to our, our guest as well. But it's so nice to see you guys too. So, anyways, um, why don't we get into what we did in guns this week? And what we did in guns this week is presented to you by or brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center. It's Canada's premier firearms retailer. We didn't put anything in there. I didn't have time. So, <laughs> so oh, <laughs> one of the things that you should actually do is Lady Guns. Lady Guns is, uh, uh, well, they're friends of the show. They've been on the show before, but also not only for Lady Guns, but they've been on for um, She Shoots podcast as well. They're having Ladies Days there again, and I think they're having one tonight. So nice. drop on by the uh, Calgary Shooting Center. Uh, Calgary Shooting Center, the guys over there are fa- super fantastic, by the way. The indoor ranges are f- are pretty awesome. I've shot there. And uh, they're super helpful. So go on over there. Check that out. Anyways, I thought I threw that in since we didn't pull anything up. What do you think? Good? Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's get into what we did in guns this week. It's uh, Kyle's turn. Why don't we start with you, Kyle? Well, I finished uh, testing the Gersan. Got that out on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, it went okay. I ran about 20 rounds of buckshot through it to try and loosen it up. It seemed like it loosened up a little bit, but not quite where I wanted it. So, but buddy come picked it up over the week or picked it up yesterday, actually. So he's back in Edmonton, got it back home. So, Told him something you could try, but he usually shoots ounce and eighth anyways, so it's going to be no problem. Yeah. But I am going to, I did video, I get that together and probably post it on the Slamfire YouTube page this weekend. Awesome. So okay. with, uh, go through all the testing and my final thoughts on the shotgun. Okay. So are you like just literal, just do it right now. Thumbs up, thumbs down, we thought like just that's the summary. I think, I think it's viable. Yeah. Okay. So it's a yep. pump I think okay. it's viable. It doesn't quite shoot the rounds I want it to, but I think it's still viable. Absolutely. It's a shotgun. It's as, shotgun. A three, as a three Close gun enough. shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> It'll play. It'll play. Yep. All right. Okay. What yep. else are you doing? Uh, I ended up getting a new 3D printer because my cool. old one was crap and I got a good deal on a new one. So I was 3D printing up a storm since Sunday. I don't think it's really right. had much of a break since then. Okay. So what are you doing? Well, 
re uh, revisited an old design from years ago where I was trying to make uh, stage savers. Okay. So uh. I so I printed this. This is my original design. Okay, kept, I have that to kept ask. Breaking. Okay. And the reason I have to ask is because Adriel knew this guy. It was a couple years ago, and he knew this guy that was three D printing match savers, and he thought they were really cool. And he was somebody that was, you know, he knew from Three Gun. Did he get match savers from you? Mm, I don't know. I didn't. The match savers I ended up selling people were handmade from Dellen and Rod. No. So These they were 3D were, printed. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't I really was giving you. them out. I was testing them a bit and couldn't actually get them working right. So. Oh, okay. So no, it wasn't it. you. No, I don't think okay. it was. No. Right. Uh, so that was my original design. I'm going to try it out, but then I printed another design here. But this one I got downsized because it's a little loose. But it would be anti-rotation because it's got two holes to mount. Okay. So yeah, playing uh, playing with that. And uh, on the TPU filament, I was told that that might be viable. So I'm actually looking to get some TPU to try. Uh, this is PLA+. Plus. The other stuff I was using before was PLA+. And the PLA plus is supposed to be stronger, but I definitely intend to get some TPU and play around with that. Uh, played around, made uh, a stand for pistol, so I can set it on the so you can set, set it, it on the bench. And actually, that's just come off the print today, and I was testing it out, and it's pretty good because Glock forty eight works. So this could be a viable option for Adriel and his man cave. Uh, that's my room? thinking. I'm gonna work oh, on nice. a, even a wall mount style instead of just the desk, a wall mount style, but two two six. Look at that! Great, that works. And then even your full size Glocks and 2011s. So sweet. Yeah. So how many did you print? Uh this. I just printed this today. I actually, there's another one of these on the printer printing right now, okay. actually. How much are you <laughs> because, charging for them? I don't know that. I don't know well, what I should charge about for them right now. And people are going to want them. Yeah. I, I got to figure out what <laughs> is a reasonable rate. Okay. <laughs> I might change up the design to make it more aesthetic than just a block and a post, yeah. but one twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. But Three another thing I printed, which I'm, Excited about. Okay. Oh, you already have a uh, you already is have a, a grip interested. Oh. Ah. for my AR. Sweet. Yeah. For your AR. Well, it's an AR style grip. That's on my there WK. Yes. <laughs> so I'm gonna play around with a few designs on this and as I don't like the finger grooves, so I'll You're smooth gonna... those out and yeah. play around with the design, but that was the first one. I'm going to try it out. And it's just really nice to actually have a 3D printer that can actually print now. Awesome. Okay. So Jarrett says he wants a few. So just to let you know. Okay. He's a friend of the show. Yes. Be nice he's on here quite often. Yeah. Okay. I <laughs> message me on Facebook, Jared, and we'll work something out. Awesome. <laughs> and then other than that, besides Playing around with my uh, 3D printer. I got another shotgun to do on the bench, a 1301. So working okay. on the load port on that. And then 
anxiously awaiting Moe's M2SP to do some stuff on that. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Okay. And there might be even a stage saver or something on that. Well, the SP is red, so yeah, I can do a red one for you once I nice. get something fit and nice. Oh, look at that. So, I'm excited. Okay. Yeah, other than that, that's basically it for me besides just anxiously waiting to get down to the States and get everything squared away. Yeah. yeah. Oh, isn't it exciting you? when you oh. can think about isn't it exciting when you can think about actually going down to the States for matches now? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Wanna go to Mo yeah. next? Yeah. yeah. Mo. Awesome. Uh so I went to the RA Center match in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And I met, I actually met Jarrett there. Um, great guy, actually. He uh, is. has lots of fun and stuff. So it was, uh, it was good to shoot with him. He was in my squad. Okay. Uh, it was a fun match. They do such a great job. It was my second time there. Uh, lots of movement, like uh, going backwards and stuff. So uh, five good stages. Uh, I was really happy with it. It was interesting driving to Ottawa that day. Like obviously the route took a, took us out of the, uh, a downtown core? Yes, yes. And the I closed don't know down why. areas. And we saw some police <laughs> presence. I saw some police presence, but not not too yeah. too much. But so you didn't get arrested, in other words. No, no. Oh, well. I didn't honk any horns. I didn't no. do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm like traveling with a gun. I'm not trying to draw attention to myself. Oh, that's probably a good idea. No, yeah, right? please don't do that. I don't need you pull over on the side of the road. And then there's this big Yeah, thing why did you come here with a gun? I'm going yeah. to a match. A what? <laughs> At the community center, and they'll be like, "Excuse me." Yeah. <laughs> and here, I was gonna say, "Better luck next time." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. And then, um, yeah. So that was that was a lot of fun. I'll definitely go back. I think their next uh, match is in April. Okay. Yeah, they don't do too many, just um, but they're, they're usually good. So uh, I also registered for a match at CTM, which will be this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I registered for Guelph in Ontario uh, in two weekends. Weren't you thinking about doing one in Peterborough this weekend? Yeah, it, it didn't. It didn't work out. And you know what? Yeah. They, they ended up going with small squads. I think the total yeah. number is like forty or something, and it yeah. filled up super fast. But Jared mentioned in the comments earlier we got to get you to the RA Center match, so uh, okay. we're gonna we're gonna work on that. Okay. Um. And then, as Kyle mentioned, I packaged up the uh, the M2 to get it shipped by Canada Post, and I like it was the first time I've ever shipped a firearm. So I followed the, I read the website, I followed their rules like to the T, because I'm like, I'm not gonna have this thing like held up anywhere, especially even Quebec too, right? Right. Bolt, bolt removed. Uh, I put a, a, a trigger lock on it, which I don't really think is super necessary, but I just did it anyways. Uh, I wrapped it in the brown, like shipping paper stuff, right? Yeah. I, just, I made. I even made. I went to the point of even making sure that the, nothing inside rattles. I stuffed everything so that like nothing inside the box like rattles around and stuff. So I went o- way overboard. But like I'm, yeah, I'm pretty excited to see what he comes up with. So awesome. But well, sounds a lot better than my brother sent me a rifle one time, and that was bad. The, well, it was, was locked up. Well, you put it in a soft gun case. Okay. Put a padlock on it, and then like cellophane just saran wrapped it. And <laughs> oh no, it. no covering on the case. No, 
Oh, <laughs> it, it wasn't through Canada, Canada Post. Book? It wasn't through Canada Post, but still, I go to pick it up. But really? Yeah. 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 Like I said, I went over the top, and I mean, yeah. it's pretty obvious. There's probably a rifle or a rifle or shotgun in there based on the size of the box, but you know, I still. I hope they deli- when they deliver it, they don't leave it on your doorstep like they did with my last rifle. No. No, I they don't did, deliver uh, anything to my doorstep. Okay. okay. Then no. no, I had to do like uh, uh, the ch- check age of con- like a, a 19 yes. or 19 and, right. uh, you know, signature and stuff. So I did the whole yeah. thing. Like I said, okay. I didn't want it rejected for any reason. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. hopefully you'll get there because I know how yeah. um, getting you stuff is a little bit of a challenge with Canada Post. So hopefully. Yeah. Well, you know, because. I, I never even mentioned it on the, besides the, the calendar, which I'm sure everybody knows about by now how long it took to get. I had um, just before Christmas, I had, I got the Wrangler, right. Yeah. You know, so I could be in the cool, cool kids uh, club. club. Yeah. And, and then I also got the tan folio around the same time. Yeah. Well, the red, the registration didn't like, so the Wrangler came, I don't know, it was a week, week and a half later. Yeah. And the tan folio one never showed up. I'm like, okay, this doesn't seem right. And I and I called in and they said, well, well, we'll send you a reprint. And then sure enough, that came a few days, like four or five days later. But the first one Never ended up, it. It, it went to the same home where that the, they have my calendar. So now they also, <laughs> they also have a right certificate there as well. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know what's going on, but. Okay. And uh, how about you? Uh, so I haven't been on for a couple of weeks, but you know what I have been doing? I told you about my new pastime, right? Ice fishing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I've been going You're really I, into it. Eh? Yeah. So totally. I went into uh, SFRC, not for guns or ammo this time. You know why I went into SFRC? Because it also has tackle and lures and uh. it has, it's a fishing star and it has minnows and everything too. So I went, to the fishing part, bought a new rod and reel. Well, one of the reasons is because, um, well, uh, not last week, week before I went out and I, uh, yeah, so nothing was really hitting. Nobody was getting anything. Uh, we were, we were fishing where there was pike. Um, but, uh, I got hit by a pike when my lure got hit by a pike. He also stole the lure and, uh, took off with it, broke my line, everything. So I was not happy. So the next week I went out to SFRC, picked up a higher test line and another rod and reel because you have to have two, obviously, um, and fish at the same time. And then I bought another lure that was similar to the one that he hit on or the pike hit on. I don't know if she's male or female, whatever, um, to see if it would work again. And again, there wasn't much activity at all. We did see one pike and it hit, it hit and I set the hook and I brought him out. So I was the only one that caught a fish. Again, it was a pike. So we threw it back in after a little bit, took a picture with it. But it's so calming going out, you know, drilling a couple of holes, you know, having sandwiches and all that. So it's my new favorite thing ever. So I'm buying lots of gear. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So it's been a little expensive, but not that bad. Anyways. uh, So, yeah, I really love it. Haven't got out shooting. I've been doing more fishing. Anyways. Uh, the next thing that we're doing is, uh, so I did go last Sunday and did a club level ATT course. So basically we do have those ATT courses still. Um, it's just our executive decided that they wanted to continue it. So there's no liability with them if anybody does anything. So, which I think is actually a good idea. 
Uh, anyway, so I helped with that, and uh, they're actually looking at uh, asking me to deliver it uh, to the next group that's coming as well. So, which I said, okay. Um, making an arrangement to go to the club this weekend for some more probation shoots for the newcomers. And, yeah. I saw they were doing a black badge uh, course. Are you are you involved in that? No, the other Kelly is. So Ari and Kelly usually put those on. So I'm wondering if Kyle... Uh, Kyle's doing that too so I'll have to look into that and let you guys know so if they're doing it come and take it it'd be awesome if you did if you're interested in southwest or southeastern Ontario uh, the other thing I was doing is we did do another episode of uh, She Shoots uh, the podcast with QCIF Women's Committee uh, just let you know that there's another one that's going to be coming out on March 8th which is International Women's Day not only that we're going to announce a contest as well and you can go out shooting so it's awesome to uh, tune in for that. So that's about it. Cool. That's that's me. Um, let's get into. Let's say, uh, let's get into upcoming events. Upcoming events is sponsored by Telus Alpha. It's Canada's digital agency that works exclusively with firearms retailer Vertical. Sorry, uh, they help with business processes, strategic planning, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma the industry carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media. You can check them out at tealessalpha.com. So uh, I know that we've actually covered these quite a bit, but maybe one last time. The Lunatic uh, Tactical Shotgun, why don't you talk about that a little bit, Kyle? Any more updates on it? Uh, not yet. No. Okay. When's, soon, when's hopefully soon. No, it's uh, end of August, August 26th, 28th. Dynamic action style shotgun, IPSC style. And yeah, there's details on there we've been talking about quite a bit. Yeah. Go on practice score, register. If you have any questions, feel free, reach out. I'll answer any question, whatever. And that's basically it. Okay. Um, well, why don't you talk about the next two events that are happening in the March 5th? Sure. Cover those? Uh, there's the two gun winter brutality and night shoot at Quinell, BC, March 5th. Details okay. on practice score. And then there's the full auto four-stage pistol match at Colby Shooting Club in Waterloo, Ontario. Register on practice score as well. It's March 5th. Awesome. What about full auto? I said that one. Oh. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You rolled right into full auto. You rolled right into full auto. Well, I just rolled. It it was so (laughs) seamless. Like I know. (laughs) You would think I've been doing this for years. (laughs) You have been. Anyways. Okay. Uh, all right, let's get into the news. Uh, who put this in? Because who just saw this? This is brand I new. saw. I saw it earlier today, and we were talking earlier. I forgot about it. But okay, so Tacom. That's good yeah. news. 2022. Yeah. So and you I'm saw gonna, it on Instagram. Yeah, I'm, I haven't even sh- seen this. When's it happening? Give us. They, they don't have details right now. Oh. So I pulled it up. Finally, TACCOM will be back in 2022. All tickets purchased in 2020 will be honored and will be given admission to 2022 show. More details will be released in the coming weeks. So, so stay no tuned. Dates. No dates yet. Oh, I'm hoping that it's going to be April and not I, September. Okay. I, I'm thinking fall if they're just starting to announce it now. But Yeah, I don't know. Okay. All right, let's see. Let's uh, let's see if we can dig up some dirt on that because that's mm-hmm. exciting that they're going to be is. doing that. I think uh, with Shot Show happening this year, there was some positive movement with uh, things around the country as yeah. well, with more shows coming opening yeah. up and that too. So, yeah. 
Well, and provinces dropping mandates and everything, too. I know. Yeah, yes. imagine if the government, federal government would just get there. Never mind. I'm going to go on to the CCFR legal balance. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's a good segue. Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> the CCFR legal fund donations. So right now it's more important than ever to uh, help support the CCFR with their upcoming court battle. Do you know that um, May 1st is not that far away? Eh? It is not. Yeah. No. So just to let you know. Uh, so why don't you stop by the CCFR, become a member. Uh, you can also donate to the Legal Challenge by sending an EMT to finance at fairnorsrights.ca. Uh, you can uh, also just uh, go on over and stop by the website. I think that uh, they have some stuff like swag and different things that you can buy that will also help uh, as well. So go and do that because right now they're fighting for us to keep our firearms. So go and help them. Help us. Uh, new sponsor, uh, Bolt Action Coffee. Uh, did you guys know that Slim Fire Radio is the brand ambassador for Bolt Action Coffee? I may have heard. Yeah. You may, you may drink it's, the coffee ring- as well. It's, it's ringing a bell. Yeah. yeah. So the coffee is quite incredible. If you ask Mo, he'll, he'll vouch for that as well. It's I endorse roasted. it. Yeah. It's roasted in small batches <laughs> and, uh, you can get it in your own little hands too. Send it to yourself by going to boltactioncoffee.com. Uh, use the discount code SLAMFIRE, capital letters, all one word, and they'll give you a discount on it as well. All right. Uh-huh. Oh, look at this. We got some stuff in the new gun stuff. So That was look. last week. That was oh, last well. week. You know what happens yeah. when Adriel's not on the show? We all forget to look and update new gun stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Adriel, come back. Anyways, uh, we miss him. Uh, okay, let's get into the listener feed. Oh, you know what? Why don't we actually get into the main topic? Hey, everybody. Uh, we would like to welcome to the show tonight our main topic guest, Alan Harding. Hi, Alan. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Awesome. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. Now, I've met Alan. Well, we were friends on Facebook for quite a while, but I met him uh, about a year and a half ago. Was it a year and a half ago at the uh, Integrity March? that's right yes it was yeah yeah, yeah i can't believe it's been a year and a half anyways anyways so i was talking to alan and i said we need to have you on the show and the reason that we need to have alan on the show is because he's uh one of our best shooters here in canada he's been out on the international stage as well so uh i thought it'd be great to have him on to talk about sporty sport shooting here in canada so a little bit about background about uh, alan himself he's, he's on the board of directors for the shooting federation de tier canada he's also on the board of directors for bc target sports national champion for the 10 meter air pistol he has competed on an international stage in the 10 25 50 uh, meter air pistol also in the mixed teams as well so he's gone to the cat games the issf world cup issf world championships and also in the pan am games so Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, and and, and the Commonwealth Games there too. Yeah. Oh. Uh, what, yeah. The uh, one correction there: the uh, the the twenty five and the fifty meter event. That's with the twenty two uh, pistol. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So you are you represent Canada quite well. So thank you for doing that, by the way. Um, and uh, but I did want to ask you a little bit about. So why don't we actually get right into it? Tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your background? Oh, geez. It's a, it's a <laughs> open question there. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, that's, that's a, I, I, 
have a, an awesome background. No, uh, so <laughs> I, I guess so. Let me let me start on the on the shooting side um, okay. and uh, uh, kind of go from there. Um, yeah, I think I started. Was it? Probably 1990 or something. I mean, I was a, a kid basically, okay. and uh, my brother got me into it. I had no interest at all in shooting, going to the range, or anything like that. And he's like, "You're gonna like it. Uh, you gotta, you gotta come check this out." And finally, just to you know, have him. It was my younger brother, just to shut him up. I was like, "Okay, I'll go one time." <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I loved it right away. I uh, fired a rifle, and uh, I was just 22, just in prone position there, and. I was hooked, and then uh, I think within a couple weeks, the uh, the coach there, he was doing competitive uh, uh, pistol shooting, and uh, uh, wanted to see what I could do with a with a pistol, and uh, did that. And within I think a year or so, I was competing and winning as a as a, as a junior in the in the province of BC here, and yeah. um, uh, it. I think I, I did that for about five years. Won the nationals in '94 as a junior. And um, uh, in 95, did the Western Canada Games, won that. And then uh, I kind of had to figure out what I was going to be doing with uh, just my life. <laughs> Shooting wasn't going to pay the bills. I mean, I was at the time, I was working a summer job basically to pay for it, to go to nationals and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, made it pretty difficult. I mean, that's, you can't kind of have a, a career out of that. So <laughs> um, I ended up uh, trying to figure out my life for a little while. And it was I, I put shooting on hold and uh always meant to go back to it and uh it was 12 years (laughs) before i actually got back and uh, it was 2007 and uh was just going to do it as a hobby uh when i first got back into it just like okay i'm probably not going to be as good as i was before and turns out i was better um and (laughs) so that was kind of uh kind of fun and then i i just really kind of thought well how far can i go with this and you know five years later it was on the on the team there in 2012 just traveling around and went to uh, Europe for the first time in my life, competing, you know, representing Canada. And uh, that was uh, pretty wild. Did two back-to-back World Cups there. And it was a really cool experience. And after that, I mean, I, I basically just wanted to see, well, how much further can I go? And yeah. uh, the Olympics is the goal, but that's a, that's a, that's a tough one. Yeah. And why don't we talk about that just a little bit? I want to talk about the pistols and everything like that. But I also want to talk about the the past couple of years. They've been wild and crazy. And I know that uh, the shooting sports specifically uh, within the Olympics, there's been some challenges with that as well. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the challenges within the shooting sports within the Olympics and then also how the pandemic has kind of affected Olympic shooting and maybe even your progress to get there as well. So it's it. Yeah, it's definitely been tough. Um, even just uh, you know, just with the, the the ranges being closed, it's like trying to find a place to to shoot. Um, pandemic aside, it's already difficult to try and find a place to to shoot. Sometimes, right? Especially for ISSF style events, there's there's really you know only a handful of of proper ranges in in Canada that uh, I would say are like at a level that uh, you could train and compete to to be at an international level. And um, there's none around me. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's a big challenge. Um, I could do the uh, the the 50 meter uh, pistol event, but that got dropped from the Olympic program um, uh, for this last uh, Olympics, and so mm-hmm. uh, I had to switch back to uh, going for 25 meter and then 10 meter with the with the air pistol event. Okay. But yeah, that's it's been it's been tough just with the with the pandemic. Um, I even had like a, a junior program that I was running here and that had to shut down. And it's, 
it's been a real impact just on, I think on well, all sports um, yeah. for sure. You know, it's, it's been difficult, but uh, I know for myself, it's been pretty challenging because there's just been no events. And um, I think things started to open up internationally uh, about a year ago, 2021. Yeah. And, um, but some would get canceled and I, I've been trying to book to, to like to, you know, travel, to go to, to, um, uh, represent Canada at one of these uh, shooting events internationally and um, either it gets cancelled or postponed and you know then I just end up with travel vouchers and all these different things and yeah. money still goes out kind of you know it's, so it's it's difficult and then you know just uh, kind of heartbreaking too when you, you're training getting ready for for an event and it just doesn't happen and yeah. you've got to okay I've got to adjust my my training plan and you know change my goals a little bit and uh, see, you know, what the pathway is, because just going to, the, like, for me, doing the, um, figuring out, say, for Paris 2024, uh, I mean, that that sort of journey starts, you know, several years out from there, just in terms of the qualifying for the team, um, getting um, uh, just all the qualifications and the quota system you know, that, that's in place to, to actually even have Canada shoot uh, at, at the Olympics. It's There's, there's a lot of steps that, has to, that have to happen. Yeah. So specifically, you have to actually qualify for the Olympics. You have to have so many events. You have to go to international shooting events as well that are at an elite level. And you've been talking about the fact that you haven't been able to go uh, because they're postponed or canceled or even just to train for them. Where do you train? Where do you train? Uh, b- before that, what is OISSF for those that don't know? That's the Inter- International uh, Shooting Sport Federation. That's yeah. the sort of the the, the main um uh i guess international federation for shooting that uh, that deals with the olympic programs yeah now there's a few clubs across the country that uh that are issf clubs uh where's your you said you're, there's nothing that's near you how do you, how far do you have to actually go to train uh, so I train in my living room for the air. I literally have the uh, uh, the exact uh, electronic target system. So it's uh, I've got uh, uh, so I'm actually shooting like a, a pellet through my living okay. room through a hallway, actually. And um, it, it gets caught in this little uh, electronic target uh, um which kind of uses, I, I'm not sure if mine uses, uh, I think it's acoustic or something like that, but it triangulates exactly where it is. And then at the shooting bench, you know, 10 meters away, I have uh, a little monitor and I can see exactly where I, where I go, but it's the same system that they use internationally. So I'm fortunate that I have that here, you know, at my house, but it's um, uh, outside of that, if I would have to go into uh, into the city, like I'm I'm on the Sunshine Coast, so it's like I got to catch a ferry ride just to get to, to Vancouver. But okay. there is, um, yeah, there is... Uh, um, some some air ranges that uh that are in in vancouver okay so you shoot both air the air pistol and also uh 22 obviously you said four out yeah. and the 50 unfortunately was uh it's not part of the is it going to it's it going to be for 2024 or no no um no i think one of the things that they're trying to do is um uh there's been this big push to to do um uh, sort of gender parity with with a lot of the events. So yeah. uh, there's a lot more mixed team events, um, which I think is great. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's uh, uh, the, I can't remember which, which events that they actually dropped, but rather than adding, say, 50 meter uh, for, for women, they they dropped it for men and then dropped another one, but then added the, the mixed team events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
All right. And I do know, as I said, that there's been some challenges with the shooting sports. Uh, just even adding them back, they they did drop a few and a couple were added again. So which is which is good. Great win. Um, yeah. So do you have an example of your air pistol there? I, I do. I should have asked. Uh, yes. <laughs> can I actually show it on? I've, I've, I've done these before and they don't let me actually. We're not live it. on uh, YouTube. So we, yeah, we can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, all right. Yeah, I was actually, I had it out because I was uh, charging it, which is kind of funny. Uh, it's got a USB uh, uh, charging on it because there's an electronic trigger on it. Uh, just one sec. Uh, so this is what it looks like. Which oh, is amazing. Yeah. So let me show it That's this way barrel. here. So yeah, it's, and you can see on the front here, there's a little, it shows me exactly how much air pressure there is in the front. There's a, uh, holes drilled in the top so when i shoot some air goes up actually it's just to, to uh, counter the, the the recoil and everything uh electronic trigger the usb charging is on here so i can turn it on uh, there will be like a little green light here that goes on and i can so i can actually uh dry fire it just like that i don't know if you can hear the click through here or not yeah yeah, yeah. and that's perfectly set to uh camera i'm, I'm just over, I should be a little higher, but it, it's it's got to be over 500 grams. The the trigger weight, um, otherwise you, wow. yeah, it's pretty light, but it's a, sometimes it feels like it's a pulling a dump truck or something. <laughs> <laughs> so what does it shoot? Like what specifically does it shoot? shoot? Uh, there one one I don't have any here, but it's uh, one seven seven uh, pellets, and they're they're kind of flat on the front. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. How many feet per yeah. second? It's uh, so in Canada, it's supposed to be uh, under 500 feet per second. Yes. Um, well, this one here, this is uh, uh, a, a Steyr. So it's uh, it's made in Austria. And uh, if I go to Europe, they crank it back up for me because it's so I can actually compete oh. with everyone. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's, it's they're, they're generally under 500 feet per second. I'm supposed to have it cranked back down when I come back. But yeah, okay. I think I forgot to do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. So you can actually use it. You can use it for just literally what you did. You can dry fire it, no problem. Yeah. It can be your oh, training, yeah, training pistol and your competition pistol, basically. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, I do a lot of dry firing. So there's a lot of times where um, you're just running through through the exercise. Even before, if I'm at a World Cup, right before um, I'm actually going to shoot, I'll spend you know 15, 20 minutes sometimes just right up against a wall, the little little kind of fuzzy dot there, and uh, I just go through just doing the visualizing and uh, uh, just doing some dry firing before I actually. It's kind of like a warm up, just to get you into into the mental state, but also just to so your shoulder and arm and everything's kind of ready. Okay, so what's up? like you were talking about the dry firing, getting it ready, the mental state, and all that. So, and you were also talking about ramping up for these competitions. Uh, and then, unfortunately, some of them have postponed, canceled, etc. So, what's your, what type of training do you do at home? Like, do you dry fire every day? Do you actually, is, is there a set routine that you have? Is there, uh, do you do yoga to get your mind in a Zen state? Uh, like, what types of things do you do for training? There's definitely a lot of uh, sort of uh, meditation uh, that I do. Um, a lot of breathing exercises so there's a um that's that's definitely part of it um i find that for the most part i generally just shoot okay <laughs> shoot and dry fire it's um i i did the the math once uh on on how many shots i've i've taken 
and I think it was getting close to six hundred thousand or something like that. That's a wow, it's pretty ridiculous, but <laughs> that's a good number. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna try and get to a million, but yeah. <laughs> oh, you'll be able to do it. You you talked about it being uh, the Olympics were trying to do more of a parity between it's the one not the one sport it's one sport that you can obviously absolutely women and men are very equal mm-hmm. in oh, yeah. the sport yeah. so how is it to actually do the mixed um so the mixed um uh pairs the, the, yeah the mixed team event so <laughs> they, they keep changing the format they're trying to find the right uh the right format and then and the issf does uh i think they do a lot of this for um for tv purposes <laughs> You know, okay. just how 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 a spectator would actually watch the. Um, sorry, my monitors are all going ballistic here. Um, so I think they do that generally just to. Sorry, one sec here. Um, they keep changing, but the the one of the current formats that they that they had. So I was I was doing the mixed team event with uh, with Linda Keiko, yep. and we would basically basically both shoot at the exact same time, um, and shoot. Uh, well, again, keeps changing, but say twenty shots or whatever each, and um, then they take that as the the, the score, um, and then the in the finals, what they would do it's a little bit different. You'd each have to take a shot within fifty seconds, and was fifty seconds? I, I don't. I'm not sure what the current rule is now, but you'd both be there. Uh, whoever was on the left would shoot first, and then whoever was on the right would shoot uh, would second. So if you you have to kind of if I was on the right, you kind of have to watch your your partner there to see are they finished, you know? Because sometimes you have to abort, just kind of bring your arm down. Um, so you got to be careful because you can get uh, penalized for shooting out a turn. But um, it's kind of it makes it fun just to, to to kind of watch because you can see it's like oh they're taking up a lot of time. Their their partner's not going to have much time remaining, so they're going to have to like get that shot off in like you know 10, 15 seconds, which um, or or less or whatever. But it's. Uh, it's kind of fun. the The advantage with uh, shooting with um, with Linda as a as a partner, uh, she's left handed, so we actually face each other. So it's oh, easy to kind right. of read body language. Yeah, so there's an <laughs> advantage there because you, you can kind of see body language, see uh, see what's happening. It's like, did she take the shot? Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> and she's also amazing. She's an amazing um, athlete. She really is. Oh yeah. 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 yeah it's uh, I I I I found I've got a picture somewhere. I'm gonna have to try and find it. It's uh, uh, of Linda and I, and it has to be sometime like probably 91 or 92. We're shooting in Lethbridge, Alberta, I think it is. And we're like, <laughs> we just look like so young. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> well, you, how long have you known her? She's uh, been in uh, almost then, all her life. Yeah, I think that's when Sorry. I that's when I met her. Yeah, it's uh, her and her sister. Would um, yeah. have been, yeah, early 90s in Alberta. Wow. wow. Mm. Yeah. I met I met her um, in person uh, this last summer, and I, I quite frankly, she looks to me like she's like twelve. So <laughs> when you're talking yeah. about the early nineties, <laughs> you guys must have been really looking young looking. So what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when we're talking about uh, Canadian elite shooting, what is uh, what's our community like? So if we compare it to other countries. Um, uh, do you want to talk about how we're funded and all that compared to other countries? Yeah, it feels like it's um, <clears throat> our, our program's getting a lot better. Um, we've got uh, a lot of really great people in place, uh, volunteers, and, and uh, there's a few paid staff as well with the with the Shooting Federation. And um, I mean, our funding 
compared to say uh, India or South Korea. It's like I mean they're they're they invest very heavily in shooting sports. Um, India, uh, especially because they I think their their one gold medal has been in in rifle shooting. That was in two thousand eight, I believe. And then after that, they like you know quadrupled down kind of thing. And uh, huh. Huh. Uh, their their budget for shooting it's uh, yeah it's it's really quite high. Like I, <laughs> to give you some context, I remember seeing something before. Um, the uh, the Tokyo Olympics where their shooting team had chartered like a some giant plane and it was just them just the shooting team on this plane nice. um, traveling to, to to Croatia to train and this is like eighty days before and I'm like are you guys just like there training for like the next while until you go to Tokyo and I believe that's what they were doing which is amazing but yeah uh, yeah in Canada we're a little more uh, self funded in a lot okay. of ways <laughs> nice way to put it yeah yeah. <laughs> There's there's definitely funding. So if you if you um, uh, are uh, you know at, at near the top, and uh, there's definitely some some levels of funding that uh, that can help out with training and and, and you know just a lot of the equipment and and, and travel and things. So right. um, yeah. Well, I do know that the uh, pistol that you just showed us it's not it's not something that's uh, cheap. So um, do you have to actually purchase that yourself, uh, or do you actually are you sponsored or I, yeah, no, I, I bought you it myself. To, yeah, they're they're about uh, with the custom grip and everything. I think it's uh, around three thousand or so. Oh, okay, yeah. um, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. it's an expensive <laughs> hole puncher, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you talk about it that way, yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah. Um, but and I've, uh, I've never I've never sold any of mine, so I've got uh, all of mine going right back from uh, from day one. So I've got quite an assortment of them and. Uh, yeah, when I actually uh, thought about the price of them, like and and how much I paid, I'm like, oh, maybe I should sell one. But the thing <laughs> is that, uh, like, I, I I explained to someone, I was like, well, every time you compete somewhere internationally, you get these cool stickers added on there, and so it's like, you know, like on here, there's um, uh, what is this here? Munich World Cup. And then there's one from Intershoot in uh, in the Netherlands, and awesome. so, yeah, it's kind of cool. And someone said, well, why don't you just save the grip? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's nice yeah. even to display them in the memento of it yeah it's nice yeah yeah because there's uh yeah i've got uh definitely have some some cool ones that have uh some neat places that i've gone to yeah do you have other things like i've seen some of the uh large bore or small bore shooters that actually have a specific vests or jackets pants and all that do you have anything like that or no that's no. uh, that's all all the rifle shooters. They have the um, all those leather outfits and uh, uh, like boots that cover their ankles. So they've got a lot of support. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> also, the the ten ring uh, for their target at ten meters is half a millimeter in diameter. Oh so you think about <laughs> so they're shooting in a standing position and uh, yeah, they're they're basically literally a pencil dot is what they they're they're trying to hit. And wow. I mean, they, they had to actually change the scoring because it got to a point where it's like everyone was shooting like like 600. You can't get higher than that. So they went to decimal scoring. So you can actually, <laughs> even that half millimeter, the closer you are to the center, I mean, you're just basically covering your, when you shoot perfectly in the center, it'd be counted as like a 10.9. Uh, but you're taking out like seven, eight, nine or whatever, the, a bunch of the rings on the on the actual target. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's why they have all those uh, funky outfits and everything. But the pistol shooters, we don't uh, we don't have any of that. Uh, my ten ring is uh, about the size of a, a dime. 
it's still pretty small at uh, 10 meters, you know, 33 feet. That's a, uh, that's pretty, pretty small. And there's no, you can't have any sort of um, uh, boots or anything that covers, you can't have extra ankle support, anything like that. Okay. I was going to ask about that if hmm. you, but uh, yeah. So whereas the, uh, the rifle shooters, they have a basically equipment that will help reduce movement. You're not able to have that. No, just, okay. just myself. <laughs> just yourself in your jeans and your, in your running shoes. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's, there's, and, you know, it's interesting. There's a lot of um, uh, extra rules and um, they had to be put in place because someone was doing this at some point. So they're like, no, you can't do that. Like taping, you can get, uh, I've been um, at the end, you know, you get random checks where yeah. basically you have to, you know, show that you're not all taped up or someone will literally just put a bunch of tape so that underneath their shirt, they're like super stiff, but <sighs> you can get, uh, wow. you can get disqualified for that. And uh uh, there was another person that had uh, they put steel plates, I think, in the in the bottom of their 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 shoes. So my my shoes, I don't, I don't have them around here, but they they're really flat, and uh, and there's a slight incline on them so that I can just I, I'm more balanced when there's a slight incline on on, yeah. on there, and but they're really flat, kind of like a court shoe, um, and uh, uh, yeah, someone had put steel plates in there to just make it even just super solid, wow. and mm. so now. <laughs> There's a machine that actually tests the the uh, 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 the amount of uh, pressure in in newtons or whatever that you have to be able to bend the 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 sole. So there's a machine that that's otherwise your shoes get disqualified. So it's wow. Yeah. <laughs> so the athletes have to get strip search before they go in. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> definitely, you definitely have to get your your, your shoes checked though and uh, well you don't have to i mean there's a lot of things that aren't uh, aren't mandatory but uh they one of them the, the officials can actually uh pull you off the line at the end there or uh, you know and you can get uh, randomly checked and okay. uh things things like trigger weight like they'll they'll okay. weigh the yeah. trigger and yeah you're out then uh disqualification I guess I guess the skill level so high that the margins are so slim, right? So any little advantage, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Oh yeah. What is the uh, trigger weight limit? Uh, I don't know. For I guess I mean it just has to be over five hundred grams. So uh, on the, okay. in the ten meter event, okay, yeah, and then in twenty five meter the rapid fire uh, event, it's uh, uh, I think it's a thousand grams. So one kilogram, it has to have at least that kind of uh, okay, oh, okay. But yeah, I think you can have it as heavy as you want, but there's no advantage to that, I don't think. I wouldn't think so, no. <laughs> what about, um, so if somebody's actually interested in starting, like you said that when you first started, you learned you were pretty good, and uh, then you quickly accelerated. So if you have recommendations for anybody who's just taken up shooting and they want to take it to the next level, what kind of things should they be doing or looking at? So I... You know the the whatever provincial organization is doing the Olympics sort of like in, in BC we we have BC Target Sports uh, yeah. we've got a lot of resources on online there for either coaching or training and then the um, the Shooting Federation uh, of Canada website as well has a, a lot of resources for people. Um, I it's uh, it's interesting when I uh, coach young kids um, like there's so much knowledge and different things I can tell them right away. Like I can see them start to shoot and there's about, you know, I could spend an hour telling them exactly what they're doing wrong or what they need to change or what they can improve on. And that's just going to be so overwhelming. <laughs> so yeah, you really just have to like uh, do very minimal things to just kind of pick apart because someone has to take 
a certain number of shots and kind of go through that process of, of learning. It's just like, oh, I get it. If I do this, then this happens and my shoulder drops or whatever, but I can't tell that person. So they really need to just take those shots and, and yeah. just kind of slowly figure that out. So, I mean, to me, at the end of the day, all I have to do, this is how, like, how I've kind of just reduced shooting. It's all I have to do is just keep the sights aligned and look at the front sight when I shoot. That's it. I know, is, um, <laughs> yeah, it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, is the weekend – oh, sorry, go ahead. No, sorry, I was just saying that there's a, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, which is just kind oh, of sure. those fundamentals are just instilled now. You know, after yeah. a half million plus shots, it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's all these things that I do, which I just end up just doing them naturally. I was just going to ask the the weak hand in the pocket. Is that a, a form that everybody uses? Uh, you don't have to. I I do I do that just for just for balance. It's like you might as well do something with your your non shooting arm and <laughs> it's yeah it's 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 more just to um, I I do it for stability. It's uh, having my arm my like non shooting arm just kind of loose. I can't have a consistent position if it's. Mm. Uh, if it's just kind of floating around, but if I know, like I, I know the exact feeling of where my hand is going to, you know, feel on my, on my hand, like the, the sorry, the, the pocket is going to feel on the, on my hand. And it's just natural. It's just, I just go there. Cause that's exactly how I shoot everything, every single time. Right. So you set it up. The, we see elite shooters who uh, the exact same thing. What they say is they have this pattern that they have and everything is, it's consistent. It's muscle memory, but everything is consistent and layered and it it feels so you're going to take your perfect shot or the best shot that you can it's because you have everything your whole that whole one shot there's several layers to it and everything is consistent yeah and really that's that that one shot is the whole match in in, in a lot of ways right like you don't worry about what happened before or what's going to happen on the next one it's just that single shot is your is your match right and if you do that and um in my events, you uh, like the ten meter event. It's uh, uh, in the individual. It's sixty shots that I take. Uh, I think it's within what is it now? Fifty minutes now? Um, or sorry, oh, I don't know. I got. I got. I really have to double check the rules. It's been a couple of years now, but <laughs> things kept changing. Uh, but you don't. You don't. You don't have, I mean, I, I end up shooting fast, so I'm, I never really worry too much about the time. Uh, okay. As a junior, I would use up the entire clock and be like down to the last few seconds. And it's just like, why do I do that to myself? Now I just try and be in a good, good pace and uh, take a shot, you know, between 30 and 50 seconds and then just keep, keep, keep going. Okay. So one of the things that with uh, anybody that I coach or instruct, I, I tell them to take one thing and practice it, practice it until it's perfect or perfect practice and then take the next thing and, and that it sounds kind of like what you were talking about too a little bit ago about uh, you can give them all kinds of coaching and everything, but they need to take, they have to actually shoot. But yeah, yeah but taking that one piece and practicing it and putting, you know, half a million downrange with, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. One of the things that, that drew me to um, the, the, the air pistol event is the equipment is uh, it, it's, I'd say it's almost perfect, right? Like I, okay. I can put that in a vice and it'll shoot almost through the same hole all day long. And for for me, when when I'm shooting competitively and I'm in a competition, I know that the, if the equipment is perfect, any if I don't shoot a 10, I did something wrong. And so it yeah. really just comes down to um, just trying to figure out what's that error I made? How do I fix that? And, you know, kind of just, 
continue to just improve until you don't have errors. <laughs> <laughs> and no one's ever gotten a perfect score in the 10 meter event. I think the world record right now is at uh, uh, 594. So they basically had six nines and the rest wow. were all tens. Yeah. Wow. Well, something to shoot for. No pun intended, yeah. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you so, meant it. What? Yeah, I did actually. Um, so you're somebody who is a business owner. You're working hard. You were talking about our athletes and how they're um, pretty much self-funded. There are some things out there for sponsorship and that as well, but um, uh, so what can we do as Canadians to help fund our athletes that are going to uh, the international events? There's, yeah, I mean, there's uh, a few athletes that do like uh, GoFundMe type campaigns and things like uh-huh. that. Um, the Shooting Federation has a, a donation option too. So that's a tax-free thing. And it's a, it doesn't target any specific athlete. There there are ways that you can do that through, um, oh, I can't remember the name of it right now. Um but there are some of the the shooting athletes are are listed on there, and you can. I'm sure if you found uh, uh, did, did just a shooting sport donation, you know, Team Canada thing, there'd be uh, some of the athletes would show up there. Um, and so there are ways, and that's uh, you know, there's there's tax free type things that uh, can be done as well. Okay, so shooting federation. Um, if you go and look on, I uh, follow them on Facebook and and uh, have searched out their website. Not um, you're actually part of it. You're part of you're on the board correct yes yeah i've been on the board for uh for a while um i also yeah i do a lot of the uh uh actually helped out with the with the website and uh, a lot of the the technical stuff there and we've got a a separate portal for the the high performance team as well that uh that uh, i help manage and work on as well awesome yeah i've seen that as well so anything that any announcements uh you're by the way you're great with sharing information uh, any changes to uh sport shooting throughout the world as well that you list there too so thank you for doing that because you keep me up to date um but if people are interested go to the facebook for uh shooting federation to tier canada or to the website as well and you can or even on um instagrams as well um what's next for you i know that you I've had some recent events that you weren't able to go to, but what are you, what are you planning to do? What's next? Yeah. So there was a, there's a world cup actually it's happening uh, pretty much now, uh, I think. And, uh, or in the next couple of days in Cairo in Egypt. And uh, I was going to go to that one and uh, they changed. Uh, well, they leading up to Paris 2024, they changed how you can qualify for the Olympics. So there's still the existing quota system where, okay you have to win a spot for Canada to even compete in, in that sport or sorry, in that in the event. And um, so those usually happen, you know, leading up. So like the Pan Am games, the uh, uh, championships of the Americas, these are all uh, events we've traditionally won quarter spots at for to, yeah. to go to the Olympics, but they also introduced this, uh, this new uh, qualification where the top athletes, if you're, you don't have to, you, you get to go like the, the ISSF will, will will kind of give you as an individual the quota spot, not just the country. So, uh, I think that they're they're, they're doing that um, partly to help uh, uh, kind of build up the the awareness around some of the names at the top people. So it's not like you get these people that go, they want a spot for their country, and then however they they uh, figure out who gets to go kind of domestically within their their own country that person might not even be there. Right. And you get that mm-hmm. happening quite a bit. And so okay. 
then you get all these like it's not random people, but then you get different people than who were um, uh, at the top of the world rankings. So now the new system, uh, if you're at the at the top of that, you'd be the one that would end up uh, uh, also going to the Olympics, regardless of you know how your country did uh, in, in terms of getting a quota spot. Okay. Oh, okay. It's pretty complicated. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it sounds. Like- <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, when I actually think about like. Uh, shooting at the Olympics, I, I started realizing like it's actually probably easier to shoot like than, than the actual like because it's all your friends, it's all peers, people that you know, uh, and it's a smaller field than say at a World Cup or a World Championships. That's that's just one event specific to shooting. Right. Like at a at a World Championship, like the field is going to be probably 150 people, but yeah. at the Olympics, you're you're against uh, maybe I don't know 30 <laughs> less than. <laughs> So it's it's a I mean obviously they're all really well like really good uh, shooters but yeah it's uh, the the odds of winning uh, a gold are, are different <laughs> yeah yeah so what can we do to help you is there anything oh. that we can help you to achieve your goal of getting to the Olympics yeah lots. I never finished. Uh, I was I was talking about Cairo, and so there there are oh, yeah, a couple other cups. Yeah, uh, coming up. So um, there's there's one in Brazil uh, in April, and okay. it's it's right. Uh, the, so the whole schedule is being in flux. Like it's just constantly being changed. Like oh, they've got an event over here now. Nope, they're not doing that one. Now it got pushed mm-hmm. out to October. So you have to really be watching the calendar. And so they they added. Um, uh, uh, Brazil, so Rio de Janeiro, it's where they they hosted the uh, uh, what was it 2016 Olympics, and so yep. that range is really nice. So they'll they'll host a World Cup there in April, and fortunately, it's a uh, it's it's right around the same time as uh, our our national team training camp in in, in Saskatchewan in, in April there. So I don't know if I can do both of them, but I'm going to see what the what the schedule is like because if if my event was later in the in the schedule, then I might be able to actually get down there in time to, to compete. But That'd be cool. if that doesn't work, then uh, uh, there's a World Cup in South Korea that uh, uh, I'd like to go to in uh, in July. So that would be uh, my next uh, next sort of international competition. Which okay. yeah, it's crazy crazy to think that the last one that I was at was February 2020 in the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah, just just before yeah. things were closing down. Yeah. What about so? What does it take to qualify? You should, um, placing is it on an international stage? Can you qualify within the country you're you're shooting from? Or I don't know what the criteria is. Is it just uh, one yeah, match, yeah. several matches that you have to place on a certain level? Several matches, and then there's uh, different sort of tiers within the country that uh, uh, that you can. So there's the full national team. That's like the okay. that's sort of the top top team. And then there's a the development team. Uh, and they only have so this um, this year for 2023. I guess it is. So we're kind of quali- qualifying now for the 2023 team. Um, you have to uh, reach a certain level of score. So it's uh, whatever the percentile is of uh, say the top. I can't remember the exact number, but it's like whatever the top 50% internationally is. They they take that score, average it out, and so uh, within Canada, we have to at least shoot above that. Uh, you know, multiple times. And then, uh, yeah, and then you got to beat your peers as well because there's only so many spots on yeah. the uh, on on the team there. Yeah. Yeah, and then when that, you do that, I was I was going to say uh, that must be tough. 
when you beat out a friend? Well, I mean, Go yes, ahead. yes, and no. It's, it's like, <laughs> there's, there's still the competitive side there, right? Yeah. And it's, uh, cool. yeah, it's, yeah, and I, I've been on both sides of that. So you gotta, yeah. you, you know, I, like I, I won uh, a quarter spot for uh, the last Pan Am Games in uh, in Peru. Uh, for Canada, and I didn't get to go. Right, so oh. uh, when when yeah. we did the, the the match to see who would go, I just had you know a bit of an off day, and uh, someone else beat me, and I'm like, ah, that was my spot, you know. It's like, <laughs> but it's like I'm still happy that uh, you know one of my yeah. friends got to got to go. Oh, even that we had a spot to even go, right? So that's uh, yeah, that's true. We might not have even had that 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 spot there. Yeah, but yeah, obviously you still want to win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there is a few matches that you, you're looking to go to, one in April, one in August, you said. Is it August? Yeah. yeah. Uh, July. July. And then Nationals will be in, in August in uh, in uh, Cookstown, Ontario there. Okay. That's right. at the, uh, yeah, the, the, the Pan Am legacy range that we have there. Okay. okay. And then when do you find out about uh, about the Olympics? Uh, that would be like months before. Like it's really, okay. it's like that's that close. Like you... Hmm. Leading up to it, you'll the, the, like within Canada, the the, the high performance, uh, like the VP and all, and like the, the 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 people that run the program, they'll they'll have a short list of people that would, would go, and then there's a, uh, um, yeah, but really it comes down to us doing the the events leading up to it that can actually get us a, a quarter spot to go uh, to the Olympics. Okay. So, um, the Championships of the Americas and the uh, the Pan Am Games. Um, that's th- those are our best best shots because it's uh, yeah. uh, it's only North, uh, Central, and South America. We don't have yep. to deal with all the other people that are really good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah, it's we do well there, and we usually will send like a pretty big team, as many as we can, and um, and just you know hope that uh, our teammates uh, can do uh, well. can do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Again, how can we help you achieve your goal? Is there anything that we can do? Where can we find you as well? Uh, I'm all over the place. I'm, I, I think I'm, I'm probably one of the most active uh, on Twitter there, but I do tweet yeah. a lot about Tesla and Cybertrucks and different things. <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, I love uh, I love that stuff. Um, yeah, definitely a techie, um, yeah. it's, as, as you can see with all of the, uh, the screens yeah. back there. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, for, for me, it's just... Uh, you know everything that 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 you all do, and it's it's all awesome, right? Like just bringing awareness to to, to shooting. A lot of people don't even realize that 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 it's an Olympic event, or they'll question like, why? Yeah. Why is it an Olympic event? It shouldn't be. Exactly. That yeah. doesn't make any sense. I'm like, well, it's been in the Olympics since 1896. Like literally, like like <laughs> this, the very first uh, uh, you know modern Olympics. It's like shooting was there. Like, and I think those those first uh, uh, few Olympics, it. Uh, I think at one point they made up like close to a third of the sports. Like it was like some crazy number where it's like, what? <laughs> it has history. That's for sure. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, I, I mean, I try and, and do that just locally and, you know, uh, just my work with uh, the SFC and, and BC yeah. target sports, uh, but just trying to help, you know, uh, boost the, uh, uh, the, the spotlight on the sport and just uh, see what we can do. Right. And, and just trying to get more younger people involved in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's definitely been tough the, the last while like with yeah. not being able to do that yeah. yeah and thank you for putting together that youth um shooting program training program as well 
That's actually what's yeah. going to, that's, those are our next group of Olympians, obviously. Yeah. 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 That's one of the reasons why I, why, when I moved back to uh, kind of back to my hometown here, um, I knew that I came through that program and I remember talking to the local club and there was nothing happening, like nothing, no junior yeah. program. And uh, I asked if I could do something and then realized they, they got all these club rifles, there's all these, they had everything there. They just needed someone to, to actually, you know, help push it along. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I want to see someone come up through there that, that, that I can train and pass on the knowledge that I have so that uh, they see how far they can go. I mean, I'd love to see someone go further. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's actually a good coach. Yep. They want their students to, to surpass them. Uh, and, Mo, and they should. <laughs> yeah. Mo, uh, Ka, do you got anything for Alan before we let him go? Uh, no. no, just thanks for coming on. I know locally we have our own juniors program, probably maybe not quite where you're at, but I know we got probably shot against uh, or with a couple of the shooters at our club here, but uh, I know it's a good program and like to see it go further, like you said, and yeah. grow. Yep. Yeah, nice. One of the one of the things that I that uh, um, I I usually try to do. I did this last. Uh, well, I think it was nationals in 2019 was the last nationals we had. But um, it's usually out in Ontario. And what I've done is taken uh, a few extra days and visited some local clubs and just uh, you know just shot with people, you know. And uh, that's that's always fun too. So I don't know. I'll throw an, an, an invite out there. It's like uh, when I'm out, uh, at, you know, anywhere in Canada, I'll. I'll uh, I'll hit up uh, you know any local clubs there. All right, when you come awesome. down for nationals, let me know. I'll be around. I'm here. Sounds good. <laughs> Ontario. <Awesome>. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Is there anything that you want to uh, add that we didn't cover, or uh, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, just uh, uh, if you want to know more about uh, the, the the shooting sports uh, in terms of the Olympic programs, check out the Shooting Federation mm-hmm. of Canada and. Uh, there's links to, to all the, the provincial ones, uh, like the, the provincial sports orgs from there. And yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, we do have one question on the chat here. Oh, there uh, you go. Jason was asking, are you shooting out of peep sites? Like aperture site or are they open site? They, they, so I can actually yeah, hold up. probably show you exactly. Just get myself out of the way here, but it's okay. just, uh, oops, okay. On. Yeah. Yep. Very, very simple. I'm trying to line it up, right? Just it's hard shooting backwards. Post it, post it, notch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And then, and of course, the camera mirrors it, so it's all. Yeah. You don't normally hold it that way, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Never, never a good idea to hold it that way. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Great. Well, thank you again for coming on tonight. It's super interesting to talk to you, not only about. Um, the olympics but about you and also uh also your pistols as well it's great to see them so that's awesome thanks for coming on great thank you for having me thank you thanks awesome all right we're going to move forward with the rest of the show if you want to hang out you're welcome okay never mind (laughs) (laughs) on with the show he is amazing by the way yeah that's great yeah. He is right. He is super techy and yeah. he I'm tesla, jealous of his monitor setup. Oh, yeah. oh is that yeah, yeah, that's what you got out of it, right? <laughs> you should actually <laughs> chat with him afterwards because um yeah. yeah. Anyways. And he, he does manage the uh the the website for um the uh shooting sports as well. So awesome. Once again, Alan, thanks for coming on and talking to us uh about uh the sport shooting in Canada. 
good luck. I hope you get to the games too. So, and quite frankly, he's one of my favorite people ever. He's really interesting. Yeah, he was pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. We're rooting for him. Yeah. Yep. All right. Listener feedback. Uh, listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. It's a full service gunsmith who specializes, sorry, specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. You can also check him out on Instagram and the Facebook. All righty. Who wants to read this one? I can. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Howdy, Slamfire. It's your boy, Scrads, again. Last time I wrote in, I asked about which style of competitions I could potentially run at my range. The one that stood out was Precision Rimfire like ORPS. Yeah. I went and signed myself up for my first competition, an NL- NRL 22 match in Chilliwack. Shout out to Josh from MDT for hosting an awesome match. It was tons of fun and pretty insightful on how I could run something like that on my own range and adapt some courses of fire that would have logistically been hard to pull off otherwise. That mm-hmm. would have been. Yeah. However, now that I've been looking at more matches, I've I've realized there's monthly ORPS matches, literally a 45-minute drive away, away from my range. Oof. <laughs> Should I still try and host ORPS at my range or would it be – would it be not worth it? Rude slash rude, considering they happen, they happen pretty often at the range one city over. Thanks for your time, Scrads. You know, I, I think that um, ORPS is basically it's um, uh, per range. If you want to do it, go ahead. It gets more people into shooting. It's super cheap to get into as well. If it was something a little bit more expensive, I'd say. You know what, if somebody else has already set it up, go and do it at the other range. But it's the uh, steel is pretty cheap. And uh, yeah, and some people who can't make that 45 minute drive or are not willing <laughs> to make that 45 minute drive, maybe. Um, and they want to go to your your own range. It actually be. And you'd also get some um, experience with hosting a match, too, because ORPS, they put everything there for you and, and help you out with it, too. So that's fine. You know, that's my recommendation. What would you guys say? I would say absolutely. Yeah. Do it, especially remembering Scratch is limited on what he can do at the range. Yeah. Go ahead, do it. And if the other range is monthly, maybe put an off week and then host your match. Then there's an off week and oh. then the, their match. And people who want to shoot lots can drive yeah. within 45 yeah. minutes every two weeks. Absolutely put it on. I mean, if you can, don't stop going to the other range because you're hosting your own. Like Correct. make it make it a community thing, like that you have more matches going on, more opportunity for shooters. Yeah, that's an awesome idea. No. Offset it. Okay. All right. Mo, what about this one? Mike. Uh yes. From Mike. Hello there. Love the show. Listen often. I know you guys have the answer to this question. I was hoping to try Ipsic here in Ontario, but I have a tight budget. My wife owns a, a pistol, Glock 17, and I was wondering if the rules uh, laws would allow me to use these for matches. Thank you. Regards, Mike. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Glock, so, Glock 17 is pretty common, you know, for. Yeah. So I think he, if he's talking about specific laws, uh, it used to be that you would, who's your wife going with you and she's shooting in the match too. You guys can share. It's, yeah. 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 Confident you can actually, if you if he holds an RPAL, 
you can borrow her it pistol. Used, no, it used to be no? you if in the same household you could borrow it and not have to request an ATT, but it, you can't do that now. You have to actually request an ATT if you don't if you the okay. registration number is not registered to your as you. You actually have to do a um and I look, yeah, I, this is this is relatively new. So you have to request an ATT yeah. for it. So you know what? Just bring her to the range and have her shoot it too. Yeah, it'll be so much easier. Yeah. 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 Or if you're looking for a budget, go on to uh, Gunnets or something like that, yeah. and purchase purchase your own pistol. It uh, a used one. You can get a used Glock 17. Oh, there's got to be plenty. Yeah, there's got to oh, be. Oh yeah, there's. Uh, but you know what? I'd say to you, use the Glock 17, your wife's, if you, because it, it's free. Um, or go on and get even a uh, CZ Shadow, because you're going to get there eventually, anyways. Uh, so just get a used one on Gun Nuts. Mm-hmm. Shadow One. Cheap. You can get the pistol, or you can get uh, the magazines as well as the uh, belts and everything, too, usually. So people upgrade. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Any thoughts on that? No. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> no. I, All right. And even if it's if it's going for an ATT, I know maybe it's different in Ontario, but Alberta, it's it's a phone call, and if yeah. you're a NIPSIC member, then it's it's a phone call, and you're you're done. Yeah, it's it's pretty but easy. She should go to the matches too. Yeah, oh, I would absolutely encourage that. I, sure. I I love when I see the couples there shooting like shooting together and stuff. I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Me right. too. Yeah. Even Jason Sterling mm-hmm. is saying uh, SDVE nine budget. <laughs> yeah, mm, he did say budget. Anyways, he did. Yeah, yeah. All right. If you want to send an email to us, uh, send it to email to slamfireradio gmail dot com. You can uh, help us out here at the show. You can become a patreoni uh, if you do. Uh, go on to uh, patreon.com, search out Slamfire Radio. It helps us put out this content. And if you are a patreon, we will send you out some patches in the mail. Uh, that should, if you have already done that, by the way, and you haven't received them, send us an email with your address. Uh, Adriel will get that out as soon as he's actually finished moving. So, mm. yeah. yeah, and I'm packing. So, what she's doing tonight? Oh, All right, building his gun room, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that when I get there in Me August. Too. All right, shoutouts. Mo, uh, nothing for me this evening. Colin, or sorry, Kyle. Oh, sorry. I'd like to shout out Colin. <laughs> Welcome he's, to the show, he's, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> he's the buddy who sent me the Grisanne to work on, so shout out to him for letting me play with it after doing the load port and seeing just if it was viable and, yeah. Awesome. Let me use it for a bit. So Okay. I want to give a shout out to Alan for coming on tonight. Again, one of my favorite people. He's really interesting. I just find him super interesting. Uh, Go and check out uh, uh, BC Target Sports and and Shooting Federation Canada and go and uh, like everybody. And also, uh, a personal favor, go and support them as well because they're actually funding our athletes getting to all the events that he's talking about. Again, a lot of it is self-funded. So, All right. Um, that's about it. So go and check us out on Gunners Canada. We have a stream there. You can, uh, or thread there. You can uh, comment on our posts. There's been some stuff on there. People have been commenting, especially on the, uh, uh, the, uh, show we did recently on the price of ammo. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, uh, give us a like, some, a like on Facebook. We're at 2,954. Like seriously, we only have 
46 more likes before we get to 3,000. <laughs> if we get to 3,000, we are going to give stuff away. So here's the deal. Like us, share. And if you are listening right now and you haven't liked us, I know there's a few of you, go and like us. Uh, give us a review on Facebook. Go join the CCFR. Support them as well. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Hey, see you Friday, Drill. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.